0: This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey guys, throwing in an extra episode this week. Basically, wanted to talk about not getting obsessed or over-focused on recovery We actually talk about this topic all the time in the society. I think it comes up every time I ask for topic requests for community calls, it comes up about like, how can I not be so uh, obsessed or how can I, you know, find my own thing um, and not be just so focused on HIV recovery all the time? And I can really relate because I just remember wanting all the information and wanting other people who share my story that I can relate to and... I mean, obviously, because I made this podcast because I wanted those resources to exist because I just was consuming so much. But over time, you know, it's become really clear to me that the vast majority of us want, above all else, freedom and release from this issue. We are searching for, you know, reasons and evidence to validate our experience, like I'm not small enough to have HJ, or, you know, I've had HJ for over ten years. Does that mean I'm not likely to get my period back? Or how much food do I really need to eat to get my period back? Or what what does hunger, real hunger, actually look like? Uh versus, you know, just mental hunger and all of these things that we we spend a lot of time looking into to try and find the answers to validate what we're doing, to feel less like a unicorn um you know the one person who can't recover and I think that looking looking for this validation and researching and kind of immersing yourself in recovery related content is good. It's good. So people kind of get worried oh I think I'm over obsessing. I think I'm focusing too much. And that might be true But I don't want you to think that it's a really big deal because maybe you just need to back off a little bit. It is important that you do consume some of this content. It is important that you do listen to podcasts. That's your thing. Or read blogs or articles or have conversations with friends or join the HA Society because If you don't have those things in your life and if you're not allowing HA recovery to be somewhat of a crucial focus for you right now, you're less likely to follow through because the outside world is full of not just distractions, but active campaigns to get you doing the opposite. If you didn't listen to this show, if you didn't join groups about recovery or read articles and blogs about recovery, all you would hear about is the value of weight loss. And all you would see is the marketing and messaging out there that got you in this conundrum, this predicament in the first place. So it is important that you're checking in. And I think that it can feel like you're checking in and over-consuming recovery content because you have to be active about it. You have to actively go and seek it. You have to open up your phone or open up your browser and go look for this information or you have to instigate conversations with people in your life about it. Whereas all the other information out there about losing weight and, and exercising every day is like the best thing for your health and eating in a calorie deficit constantly is the key to being a successful and productive woman in society that conversation you don't need to seek it out so it doesn't feel like you're obsessed with that as much and seeking out information about recovery and your story and getting your experiences validated and staying motivated and focused on the task ahead which is recovery you know, you're seeking that out actively constantly all the time and so I think that's why it. Feels like you're being obsessed with it. Now, to a degree, maybe you are overdoing it. I don't know. Maybe you're new to this podcast and you're binging every episode, and so you've listened to my voice a lot very recently. You're gonna run out of episodes soon. You're gonna be up to speed, and you're going to have, like, maybe you're new, you've just discovered you have AJ, and you've just started diving into the rabbit hole that is recovery. And you're starting to think, oh my gosh, am I getting way too in the weeds with this? Am I getting obsessed? No, you're not. This is new to you. You're consuming a lot about it. You're interested in it. And that interest will start to wane. You'll have, you'll have absorbed as much information as you can. You'll have looked for the answer to the same question in different places Many times, and gotten the answer and come to your conclusion about the one that you like, or the conclusion that no one's going to answer this question differently. You know what to do now. And as that happens, you become slowly less and less, you know, quote unquote, obsessed with recovery. It becomes easier for you to move and shift your interest into different areas. So, right now, I don't think you need to be concerned about the amount of time you're spending thinking and focusing on your recovery. Do you wish to get to a point in your life where this is way behind you? Of course. Of course you do. I want that for you too, but in order to get there, you have to go through. and in order to get to the place you really, really want to be mentally, you do need to invest some time being focused on recovery and consuming this kind of content and thinking about it all the time and journaling about it so that you can remain focused on the task ahead. So if you're feeling a little bit like, okay, that's really great. I'm I feel a bit better about how much time and energy and focus I'm spending on this topic. Uh, good, but also, you know, I you might be ready, you might actually be ready. It's been like 10, 20 weeks, I don't know, whatever is too much for you, and you do want to step back. I love it, okay. And you know what? Screw that. I'm gonna say this works for everyone at any level of their recovery, okay. So, if you are binging every episode, that's great, you're gonna run out soon, and once you have finished with that you can put boundaries up that allow you to still stay focused on recovery without making it you know every second of your day if that's what you really want like let's do that I encourage that I encourage that all the time at the end of this Saturday community call I often tell women like when we're signing off okay guys bye this has been great and please go and do something else and think about something else for the rest of the day so if say you're uh, say you join the HA society as an example right because you're you're focused on recovery you want to be connected with all of these women you want to ask questions to me and other people about recovery in the group and get that like one on one support um all you, know, all you need to do is log in once a week and you're going to be up to speed, right? It's like you don't need, if you don't want to, to log in every single day and go through the resources. You could just log in to join the call or just log in to shoot me any a message about an update with whatever questions you have and then log back off. Or you could have the boundary of I'm going to listen to the AHA podcast on Wednesdays when it comes out and that's all I'm going to do. Or, you know, the H 2 podcast and Meg dolls podcast or something like that. Like You have your, your boundaries and then you have permission to stop. You don't have to do more. That could be enough. And the reason it's great to make sure that you do have this one thing you do check in on the community calls or you do uh, listen to episodes of your favorite podcasts that keep you On the way to recovery, or you do read your favorite blog about uh, recovery once a week, is because it's important that you're bringing yourself back and realigning with the goal. So imagine you work at a company that I'm take my project manager, put my project manager hat on right now. Imagine you are working at a company and you're all you have a whole team and you're working on a project together, and you know you have you're given your tasks and assignments to get this project done and you never check in with the team about progress and how things are going and you never like dedicate time to just recenter on it. It's not going to be a very successful project. Now, if you do have a big project, you and your team are typically in most organized workplaces going to have a weekly check in where you just quickly get on a call or meet in real life and go about go around the group and just all update touch base answer questions get realigned together get all back on the same page problem solve really quickly uh, through any roadblocks that you're having and then you go about the week continuing to work on the project and it's making really good progress and everyone is aligned i hope that connected with other people because that's my job and so i don't know if that analogy sticks with everyone but it's just like real life Sorry, it's just like recovery, where you know what you're doing. You need to eat rest, and you need to eat more and rest more, and maybe you're working in certain supplements, or maybe you're, um, you know, being more mindful about your protein intake. Great. But when are you checking in regularly to make sure that that's still working and still going well, to make sure old behaviors aren't slipping back in, or to make sure that you haven't developed new habits that are not helpful or to make sure that what you're doing is even the right move for you. Now, if you're not checking in on those things, all you're doing is moving yourself back into a world. That's not super supportive of that. So it's important that you are checking in with yourself. Typically having some kind of accountability to your recovery by staying active, and involved in the H.A. community, whether that be just listening to podcasts, reading articles, or whether that be joining groups like the H.A. society and showing up to the call once a week. We come, we listen, we talk, we recenter and we disperse and then we do it again the next week, right? That for a lot of people, that's all you need to do. Some people maybe twice a week, three times a week. Whatever it is for you, it's okay, and it's okay that you are focusing on recovery and consuming a lot of information on it. And if you do truly feel like it's too much for you right now and you're overdoing it and you need to take a step back, that's okay. Put a boundary up. You're only going to check in with your podcasts or your community or whatever once a week, and that's it and then for the rest of the week you're going to focus on other things but if you're still going through recovery i just don't recommend that you a hundred percent walk away from this community and like consuming information and motivation about recovery because the outside world is not really set up for your success with that so i just don't want you to feel bad about how much of it you consume you know you it Life's not black and white. Like, we don't need to be so polarizing and, like, I'm going to learn everything about it, Jay, and now I'm going to completely disassociate from it or I'm going to completely, like, leave it behind and never worry about it again and never think about it again. Like, no. I know we wish that we could live in this, like, black and white, yes, right, wrong world, but we can't. It's gray. There's a lot of gray. So recovery's probably always going to be in some way a part of your life. So maybe just find the boundary that works best for you when the time is right to step away from how much you're consuming. I hope that was helpful to any of you who were, you know, thinking, well, is this too much? Do I need a break from this? You know, Yeah, maybe you need a little bit less and that's okay. Or maybe you need permission to keep binging all of the content and that's okay too all right guys have a really good weekend or week or whenever the heck you're listening to this bye hey there it's me danny and i want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option so many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor, and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm, and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the H. A. Society are, and that's the method that we use. You know, just using it, good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult so TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify it. Whether or not you are pregnant. So, whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, Temp Drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So, track your ovulation in real time with the Temp Drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think, too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout. That will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition beef liver capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for You know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the H.A. Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use H.A. Society just H.A. Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code H.A. Society